0: Thanks for tuning in. I'm Shelby. I'm Renee. And you're listening to The Creepy Burrito. Welcome back, you beautiful, creepy little burritos. Renee, I haven't asked this in a while. How have you been? Oh, I've been TikTokin'. TikTokin'? TikTokin' a lot. Oh, TikTok, you don't stop. My life is now consumed.
1: Literally the past week, all I have been doing is doing that, the thing that they do, the, um,
0: hello is this available? Yes, it is. I only saw the one TikTok where it was saying that they can't stop singing that song, but I never saw any of the TikToks, the TikToks with that. Oh, actual... it's all over
1: my algorithm. I'll send you at least fifteen. Uh, yeah, I'm
0: home. in the wrong, wrong side of TikTok. I don't, I don't Dude, know where I'm so at. Dude, it's so great because <laughs> they always pair it to certain
1: situations where hilarious
0: oh i haven't seen them Send me them 30 year old on tiktok what, what what oh yeah millennials taking over tiktok because it's vine <laughs> i miss <laughs> uh myself i have binged two organizing shows and then somehow magically got into this weird space of netflix have you heard of goop no <laughs> wait goop goop like with gwyneth paltrow's company goop It's, like, super bougie. No. Okay. If you want to go on a trip... Okay. You gotta watch Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow. So, it is pretty fucking controversial. And it's, like, whole entirety. So, like, the first episode, they go to, like, these different, like, crazy, bougie workshops. Mm -hmm. And... The first one is, like, a therapy retreat where they all trip on mushrooms <laughs> and, like, LSD and shit. And then they do, like, cold therapy and, like, energy therapy. Like, it, it's, it, it's fucking okay. phenomenal. Okay. Which, like, don't get me wrong. It's intriguing as fuck. But it almost gives you, like, a culty vibe. Mm-hmm because they like bring up people that share their experiences that is just like too out of this world to like be believable like oh cold therapy cured this disease like mm, doubt mm, (laughs) doubtful and like I don't know all of them just give you that culty vibe like it's great to be open-minded but at some point at what cost and another like big Controversial thing that they had with Gwyneth Paltrow and like the whole goop corporation. Granted, everything is super expensive, but they are basically like conspiracy theorists. So their psychiatrist doesn't believe in the coronavirus. Oh, one of those. Yeah, yeah. They believe that the news of the virus is just a fear tactic to control the people, and the collapse of the economy is orchestrated, and that there would be future government planning to link vaccination records to passports, IDs, to control and restrict travel in efforts to establish totalitarian governmental control, not unlike the divide-and-conquer dehumanization agendas that preceded the Holocaust. So it's like, that's a, that's a pretty tall glass to fill, honey.
1: Interesting.
0: (laughs) So yeah, they're pretty much like conspiracy theorists and like, don't believe in anything, but like, I'm sorry guys, like a year later and we're still here. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people have definitely gotten the virus. A lot of people have died over the virus. So I think that might've been the wrong call there. And whether you believe in the coronavirus or not, because I don't know, you might believe in that conspiracy theory. No matter what, just uh, stay home, be safe, wash your hands, and take care of yourself and your family. And listen to the creepy burrito. And listen to the fucking creepy burrito. (laughs) Because, I mean, it can't hurt to just be courteous of others and cautious for, like, your own self-preservation. As you should do. At all times, yeah. Just wash your fucking hands. Mm -hmm. Don't be a trash bag. Wear a fucking mask. Just get over it. It's fine. It's cool. be a trash bag. But just also wear a mask, too. Wear a trash bag mask. Make it fashion. But don't suffocate.
1: What is that, latex? No, it's plastic garbage bag. It's hefty. (laughs) It's
0: hefty. In other news, in current pop culture, there has been a slight revival of a blast from the past. In the social media sphere, Avril Lavigne posted photos of being in the studio with none other than Machine Gun Kelly, also (laughs) known as MGK, and Maude's son on December 29th with the teaser. So are we ready for new music in the new year, or what? Let me know. Avril just did a collab with Maud's son, the song Flames just dropped on January 8th, and there's been further sprinklings that there might be an MGK-Avril collab in the works. But, lest we forget, is this the real Avril Levine <laughs> That we all knew in grade school? The Let Go album, Belting Out Skater Boy, or My Nine-Year-Old-Ass Playing Complicated at Any Minor Inconvenience? (laughs) I'm ashamed that
1: I know all the words to that song.
0: In case you were unaware, in 2005, there was a conspiracy that surfaced on the interwebs that Avril Lavigne that we know today is actually a body double. The theory originated in a Brazilian blog post. When it first came out, it was fully in Portuguese, but since then, there is an option to translate the page into English, so we'll be sharing that site in the show notes, so you can go in, check it out for yourself. I've never actually
1: cared enough to dive into
0: this, <laughs> this
1: Avril Levine.
0: Um, I figured there's no other time that I'm going to have this moment in my life that, <laughs> so like, Avril well is going to be, like, relevant. So I had to do it. So fuck it. So fuck it. Let's bring it back. Hashtag not my Avril. <laughs> <laughs> Avril Ramona Levine was born on September 27th, 1984 in Ontario, Canada. She never wore cover-up, always beat the boys up, grew up in a 5,000 population town, Made money by cutting grass. Got fired by chicken ass. In a small town, Napanee. <laughs> Those are her lyrics to uh, My World. I don't oh, know. okay. That's a, that's a throwback. I thought it would be funny to have her explain herself through song.
1: I'm glad that you explained that to me because I had no idea what the hell you were saying.
0: You're welcome. I was like,
1: this is on her Wikipedia
0: page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um... That is the lyrics to her song. All right. Because she was super deep. (laughs) My older Mm. sister had the Avril Lavigne stage, so I definitely heard it on repeat for like three years. Mm. But growing up, (laughs) you're just... Mm. Did you have something to say? No. No? Okay. I have nothing to say about this subject. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm literally just
1: here for comedic humor. That's okay.
0: That's fine. I am too. Okay. I just like to, I think a lot of people love this theory because they so badly just want Avril Lavigne to be dead. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that, like, multiple times because, like, I did go through a binge of listening to all of her albums as I was writing this episode. And I went through the bad ones, too. So, like, she had albums that I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Like, in 2011, I was like,
1: oh,
0: and it just sounds so weird. Yeah, well, or the she... Hello Kitty song, and I'll I talk about oh, that God. in this, too. That
1: was my least favorite.
0: Growing up, she loved to sing, so she would actually sing at local country fairs, giving her renditions of songs by Garth Brooks, The Dixie Chicks, which is now just The Chicks, chicks. in case you didn't know that, and Shania Twain. Her parents supported her love for music and built her a studio in their basement of their home. So it had like a keyboard, guitars, recording equipment, stuff like that. And she would even sing herself to sleep and annoy the shit out of her brother (laughs) by screaming and singing. Mm -hmm. In 1999, Avril won a radio contest and got to sing on stage with Shania Twain to What Made You Say That? at the Corel Center in front of 20,000 people. At the age of 15, she was already getting some smaller gigs as backup vocals and sending out demo tapes until she landed her first record deal with Arista Records in November of 2000. Antonio L.A. Reed was so impressed that only 15 minutes into her audition offered a $1.25 million for two albums and an extra 900000 for publishing in advance. Who in the hell could have been that impressed with her. In high school, she was part of the skater clique, which carried over into her image and persona in her album. Shortly after being signed on, she left school to focus on her music career. At 17 years old, she became the best-selling female artist of 2002 with three top 10 hits on Billboard's Top 40 chart for Complicated, Skater Boy, and I'm With You. What? Sorry, I just hate all three of those so much. (laughs) Why'd you have to go make things so complicated? Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate it (laughs) so much. Sorry. Teenage years are hard enough on their own, let alone being under the microscope of fame. Being criticized for each movie make, and then being bombarded with constant interviews, appearances, and then touring. There's a long list of celebrities that have crumbled under the pressure of fame, and pushing them to addiction or into depression. Some examples being Chester, Chris Cornell, Chris Farley, Elvis, Kate Spade, Heath Ledger, Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain... Uh, maybe. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Nah. Yeah. Still have yet to talk about that. Mm, it'll be coming up. Don't worry, guys. At some point. At some point. Mm, hint, hint. Wink, wink. We'll discuss later. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, the entire "Let Go" album could arguably indicate that she had struggled with depression before even stepping into the spotlight. Not sure what I'm talking about? Don't worry. I have all these depressing lyrics ready for you.
1: So great.
0: So straighten your hair, put on your eyeliner, your wristbands, studded belts, and trip pants. We're about to get sad up in here. So I picked out some depressing lyrics and I did go in chronological order of her album of Let Go. Right. So first up, with the song Losing Grip. I was left to cry there, waiting outside there, grinning with a lost stare. That's when I decided, why should I care? Cause you weren't there when I was scared. I was so alone. You need to listen. I'm starting to trip. (laughs) The next song. I'm with you. I'm standing on a bridge. I'm waiting in the dark. I thought that you would be here by now. There's nothing but the rain. No footsteps on the ground. I'm listening, but there's no sound. (laughs) I'm looking for a place... I'm searching for a face. Is anyone here? I know. Cause nothing's going right. And everything's a mess. And no one likes to be alone. And then on to mobile. Hanging from the ceiling. Life's immobile. Spinning around with mixed feelings. Crazy and wild. Sometimes I want to scream out loud. Everything's changing. Everywhere I go. All out of my control. Everything's changing. Everywhere I go. Out of what I know. And don't worry have a couple more here for you great <laughs> great so ready
1: on to unwanted let me guess it's about being unwanted <laughs>
0: it sure is wow wow you don't know me don't ignore me you don't want me there you just shut me out you don't know me don't ignore me if you just had your way you just shut me out and make me go away i just don't understand why you won't talk to me it hurts until i'm wanted for nothing don't talk words against me I wanted to know you. I wanted to show you. The next song, titled Tomorrow. And I want to believe you when you tell me that it will be okay. Yeah, I try to believe you, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) When you... (laughs) Not even rhyming on that one, huh? (laughs) Well, she says it with two. She's like, but I don't. When you say it's going to be, it always turns out a different way. I try to believe you. Not today. Today today oh my today. god <laughs> and i i took out some repeating words in some of these so if you think that i'm misquoting it's i'm not i'm just not repeating something <laughs> like 10 times because it's annoying or adding like the la la las and the na na nas. i'm not doing it hate it anything but ordinary it's the next song title sometimes i get so weird i even freak myself out i laugh myself to sleep it's my lullaby <laughs>
1: Oh, my God.
0: Sometimes I drive so fast just to feel the danger. I want to scream. It makes me feel alive. Is it enough to love? Is it enough to breathe? Somebody rip my heart out and leave me here to bleed. Is it enough to die? Somebody save my life. I'd rather be anything than ordinary, please. Okay. And I do have one last gem for you. It wasn't too depressing, but it was too comical not to read. Mm Okay. Uh, It's from her song, Too Much to Ask. (laughs) Okay, so, it's the first time I ever felt this lonely. I wish someone could cure this pain. It's funny when you think it's going to work out. Till you choose weed over me. Wait. You're so lame. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's not a literal lyric. Uh, Yeah, it is. It's in one of her songs? Yeah. Yeah. Till you chose weed over me. You are so lame. Oh, I'd be
1: lame too. (laughs) Ah.
0: I just like, I don't think I ever realized that like song lyric and it was just, I, I cackled to myself. I didn't know half of these song lyrics. But yeah, I mean, they all basically carry the same theme of being alone, feeling out of place, and like disassociating with reality or feeling distance, and that everything is spiraling out of control from her perspective in that yeah. album. That leads you to the question could Avril have cracked under the pressure of fame? Did it only lead her deeper into depression? Or was this just a case of teenage angst? She didn't like being in the limelight and was going through her own personal issues at the time when her grandfather passed away and her parents were going through a divorce. I read that somewhere too, but I couldn't find the exact details when either of those events happened. But sometime after her first album, she was dealing with that personal shit and allegedly Avril had hired a lookalike to confuse the paparazzi that was harassing her all the time and possibly step in if needed to make appearances for her while she dealt with her family issues. This supposed dead ringer was Melissa Vandala, Whether these two were friends prior to Avril's claim to fame or just happened over the course of her employment is unclear. But no matter what site you look at, there's this photo of Avril with the name Melissa written on her hand in Sharpie, which is such a MySpace thing (laughs) to do. This caused for some mixed perspectives, whether this is the real Avril just showing some love for her friend, or is this Melissa posing as Avril trying to send out a secret message? that Melissa is who she really is. It's Melissa. Got it. Secret agent. Shit. But eventually, in Avril's life, it all became too much, and the real Avril, Ramona Levine, decided to take her own life. Due to her fame, it was kept a secret from the public, and Melissa Vandela would fully step in as the new Avril. But, much like the Beatles' Paul McCartney theory, would leave hidden messages that reveal a sad story. According to this theory, Melissa would have stepped in before the release of Avril's second album, Under My Skin, that came out in 2004, which the title and CD cover alone is seen as a subliminal message, because it reads Avril Lavigne at the top in black ink, and just below it says Under My Skin in red, suggesting that Avril is under Melissa's skin. Because it reads, Avril Levine under my skin. Wouldn't it be... Well, it's from Melissa's perspective, like, ooh, Avril Levine's under my skin. Does that make sense? No. What do you mean, no?
1: <laughs> wouldn't it mean... Wouldn't it be that Melissa is under Avril's skin?
0: No, it reads Avril Levine under my skin. Yeah, so but if wouldn't it, it make more sense that,
1: that Melissa would be under Avril's skin? Because avril isn't under her skin she's pretending to be avril so under avril's skin it's melissa
0: no okay (laughs) just no all right you're fucking i'm here i'm here to poke holes you're fucking up the thing all right but no it's like avril levine under my skin so avril is under melissa's skin because she has to live the life of avril's like she was forced to do it which i think makes more sense the other way well, they're not going to say Melissa Vandala under my skin. <laughs> no one knew shit about Melissa, and they still don't. Okay. But we will get there, and you're fucking up my thing. Okay, go for it. And to look even further at the <laughs> at the title and her name, Okay. <laughs> the colors are supposed to be symbolic, so her name being in black is supposed to mean mourning, and then the red is supposed to be blood. I don't know. Okay, okay this is the... A- Brazilian blog posts that just went awry. (laughs) And it's a conspiracy theory that took over for a little bit, okay? Just calm down. It's a little reaching, but... All of of it is reaching, okay? Just calm down. All right. I mean, I'm buckled in for the ride, so... (laughs)
1: I'm here.
0: Then, when you pop that CD in, the lyrics give a glimpse of what happened. We're looking at some more song lyrics here. So, looking at Nobody's Home... Mm. She wants to go home, but nobody's home. That's where she lies, broken inside, with no place to go, to dry her eyes, broken inside. Her feelings she hides, her dreams she can't find. She's losing her mind, she's falling behind. She can't find her place, she's losing her faith. She's falling from grace, she's all over the place. Yeah. (laughs) Is yeah
1: part of the (laughs) lyric? It's a lyric.
0: (laughs) Pause. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) These lyrics is implying that she came home looking for help or someone to talk to, but feeling helpless and alone, and then falls from grace, so to speak.
1: Moral of the story When you're that young, never write songs, because then they'll haunt you forever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You piece that part together with the lyrics from the song Slipped Away. I've had my wake up. Won't you wake up? I keep asking why, and I can't take it. It wasn't fake, it happened you passed by. Now you're gone. There you go. Somewhere. I can't bring you back. Which would be from the perspective of Melissa losing her friend Avril. One piece that I do find kind of intriguing with a lot of the lyrics that I pulled from her first album compared to the second album, that first album is pretty much like from Avril's perspective. She uses words a lot that are like, I feel I am. It's like a reoccurring theme. First tense. It makes sense that it's all from Avril's perspective, Mm -hmm. but in that second album, you see more of using words like she felt, she wants to go home, which would support that it's written from Melissa's perspective, speaking for Avril or on the behalf of her. Right. Which is kind of weird. Okay. All right. Could maybe buy into that. And then you just top it off with the lyrics to My Happy Ending, which isn't so happy. Let's talk this over. It's not like we're dead. Was it something I did? Was it something you said? Don't leave me hanging in a city so dead, held up so high on such a breakable thread. You were all the things that I I thought I knew, and I thought that we could be. You were everything, everything that I wanted. We were meant to be, supposed to be, but we lost it. All of the memories so close to me just fade away. All this time you were pretending so much for my happy ending. So, if you take that and make it like quite literally, don't leave me hanging, implying that she hung herself, and that Melissa was living on the dreams of what they could have become together, furthering her music career even after her passing. Also, the very subtle line of, all this time you were pretending, referring to Melissa, and so much for Avril's happy ending. Since she hung herself. I literally feel
1: like I'm in crazy town (laughs) with you explaining that to me.
0: You're welcome. Jesus. I mean just take everything, make it very literal. At the start of the original Avril's music career, she had obviously had that teen angst, skater, baggy pants, wearing ties, I'm a weird loner girl aesthetic down. But starting with the release of her second album, there was a shift in her appearance, wearing skirts or wearing quote-unquote preppier clothes, turning in her converse for a pair of heels, and putting out some more upbeat mainstream songs like Boyfriend and then Kitty, Here's to Never Growing Up or What the Hell, just even more like Bubblegum pop type of music, and some even speculated that her voice even became higher pitched, which I don't necessarily agree with, because I feel like Skater Boy is very high pitch to my ears especially that I'm with you like it's ear piercing yeah right I hate it I'm just a vessel giving out information guys but her looks wasn't the only thing that was changing her original standoffish attitude over the years changed in interviews towards her fans that she was more friendly open or like outgoing most of that could just be explained by people change, they grow up, or trying to sell more albums and being more appealing to the masses, mm-hmm. not spitting on fans whenever you're out in public mm-hmm. and flicking them off. Um, like, sh- cutting that out and being being a bitch <laughs> yeah. um, would probably benefit your career. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like, I, I don't find that it's weird that someone's style would change over the years either because like if i looked the way i did Mm -hmm. when i was 15 and just stayed consistently like that i i would look like a complete mess like there's no way that i would get a job as an adult the attitude and like fashion sense uh that's all pretty shaky to say the least let's move on to something a little bit more measurable starting off with her height apparently in 2002, her height was recorded as 1.58 meters, but now is 1.55 meters. That equals out to like about an inch difference that she shrunk. I don't know. I feel like that's shitty because if you go into a doctor's office, you don't know what kind of shoes you're wearing. They don't always make you take off your shoes an inch, gain it, lose it, whatever. Who's
1: recording these heights? Just yeah. Fans like measuring from afar.
0: Yeah, she was probably slouching the second time. Maybe she got that teen angst back. Who knows? Oh, fuck knows. Other conspirators focus in the difference of her facial features. From the beginning of her career to current day, her nose appears smaller, her lip shape had changed, and there's changes in her beauty marks and freckles. Uh, We'll be sharing the comparison photos to kind of, so you can further see it for yourself. She for sure would have not been the first person in Hollywood that would get work done to her nose or lips or remove beauty marks or freckles. Or in the photo, there's different angles. That you can do mm-hmm. and a photo that changes like how your face looks right because one angle on my face i got like a toucan nose and then other angles it's great and some of the photos that we'll be sharing they imply that this fake avril had some marks added like freckles to her arm but then left her natural freckles or marks according to this theory as we already said, you can use makeup, different angles to kind of change your appearance. But from 2002 until, like, current day, what also changed is the photo editing game or, like, mm-hmm. filters. Mm-hmm. You can filter anything and look like a completely different freaking person. Yep. And your body changes over the years. Like, I'm sorry. She's probably not going to have the same teen acne marks that she had in 2002 now if she has money. It's she's going to fix some shit. If you have money. You just get so many new random marks and shit over the years or mm-hmm. freckles. Yeah. Like, fuck them for the freckle thing. I'm a freckle mania over here. I get new freckles every year. It's just so stupid. In 2017, this whole entire, Lake Avril is dead conspiracy theory was revived by someone on Twitter mm-hmm. under the name of It looks like Given ass. G-I-V-E-N-C-H-Y-A-S-S. Well, that's how I'd say it. Yeah, just giving chat ass. And again, my Twitter's boo-boo kitty fuck, so. Mm, can't judge. <laughs> <laughs> so they were basically just making a shit ton of tweets, feeding into the theories, comparing Avril's handwriting, saying that it changed, which, like, come the fuck on. My signature is yeah nowhere close to what it looked like when I was 15 my or 17. My handwriting is significantly better. Uh, mine has worsened. <laughs> But they also claim that Avril had the same tattoo as Melissa, which leads me to my next major piece of the puzzle. If we are comparing photos, what does Melissa look like before filling Avril's shoes? Mm -hmm. Granted, yeah, anyone could get the same tattoo, but we don't even know what this lookalike even looked like. So it's just comparing photos of Avril with other photos of Avril. Melissa, who was supposedly an actress, surprisingly can't be found on IMDB Mm -hmm. or verified on any sort of social media by any means. There is a Twitter account under the handle of Avril is dead, (laughs) which is very subtle there. (laughs) Their tweets included claims of filling in for Avril since her death, and the account was created and last used in the same year of 2015 whenever the rumors were coming back around since the original theory in 2005. If they covered up Melissa's identity as a whole, or if she ever even existed, mm-hmm. which I found doubtful, where is any of the real evidence? Because all conspiracy theories that involve a death of a celebrity either have a body or some sort of like staging of the body right. of their death, or loose lips sink ships word gets out because someone always talks mm-hmm. like marilyn monroe jimmy hoffa jfk all of those cases someone always talked about what had happened or said that they were involved in the death there's always a book <laughs> there is always a book or like 50 books Or yeah 50 I don't think Avril's family would approve of someone impersonating their child, Mm -hmm. let alone attend events, pose for photos on multiple occasions, because what would they get out of keeping up such a charade over the years? I don't think that there is a doppelganger out there that would be good enough for any family to not notice that it's
1: not their child. I feel like her family would have been extremely pissed off. And would have been like, our daughter's fucking dead. This is not Avril.
0: Yeah. And there would have been a 2020 about it. Yeah. Or if Melissa was real, Melissa's family would be fucking pissed that, what did they say to them? That she was dead?
1: Yeah. Or. What happened to her? There'd Where's be, her family? I don't know. Something. Some sort of like yearbook photo. I don't know. Some, something. That was valid. Of this alleged
0: person. Right. There's nothing. Nothing. Nada what does Avril herself have to say about this? Because there's been multiple interviews that ask Avril what she thinks about the theory. In her response, she always seems a bit annoyed by the question, which I can understand because that would suck. Like your entire life's work and people are just more preoccupied with the thought that you're dead while you're sitting there. Invalidating pretty much all of the work that you've ever done, whether that's good or bad, bad being more on the lines of questionable Hello Kitty song, but she rightfully got a lot of backlash for, Mm -hmm. for cultural appropriation or cultural insensitivity, which, yikes, but either way, some of her responses over the years have been, yeah, some people think that I'm not the real me, which is just so weird. Like, why would they even think that? Sounds like like exactly what someone who's not the real Avril would say. (laughs) She does say that in one of the interviews. Does she really? Yeah. God damn it. It's just a dumb internet rumor, and I'm flabbergasted that people bought into it. Isn't it just so weird? Oh my god. It's so dumb, and I look the exact same. On one hand, everyone is like, oh my god, you look the same. And on the other hand, people are like, oh my god, she died. Oh my god. I'm living for this voice I'm giving her. (laughs) This is the best. Conspiracy theorists even looked specifically at her body language and picked it apart when she responded in these interviews. Of course they did. That she was looking down, she was fidgety or nervous, indicating that she was lying. What I do in any
1: sort of social fucking...
0: Yeah, anyone talks to me, I immediately am looking at the floor. I'm never looking at anybody in the eye because they'll know that I am a trash can. On the other hand, how do you respond to something... That's, like, out of your control.
1: Right, because, I mean, like, no matter what she fucking says, people are always going to be like, that's exactly what she would say.
0: Well, not only that, but, like, it's not like she's the one that's starting the rumor. Unless she is starting it to become more relevant during those cold periods of her now career. Now, that would be
1: a conspiracy that I'm willing to dig into.
0: Oh, that she started it all herself? Mm-hmm. I could buy that.
1: She leaked it to that Brazilian tabloid. <laughs> leaked it to him, and then I just took off from there.
0: In all honesty, it was proven by the Brazilian blogger that they just put it out there as a hoax or a theory to try to prove that anything can be twisted to be perceived by the people as evidence to support a conspiracy.
1: Or that just people in general are fucking sheep and believe anything that has any sort of conspiracy behind it. Mm, good point Mm.
0: if you just hold up pictures together and you just circle shit people are yeah yeah i believe i see that i see i see that now or did you hear that thing i heard that yeah
1: yeah, like I'm all fucking for conspiracies, and I love conspiracies, but I
0: don't love this conspiracy. No, I love true conspiracies where there's enough misinformation and real information that there's out there some that it's... ground to stand upon. That, yeah, you know, whereas
1: there's nothing, nothing.
0: But the the only true life threatening experience that Avril had was her struggle with Lyme disease. She was diagnosed in 2015, and it took a toll on her mentally and physically and took her years to recover. She's been trying to raise awareness around Lyme disease and in October held a live stream concert that all the proceeds went to the Global Lyme Alliance and her charity, Everliving Living Foundation, which you can still go to to learn more or donate. We'll be sharing the link in our show notes or in our socials. And we did talk a lot about the topic of suicide today. So I did just want to put out there for anyone that's struggling, especially still going through these stressful times, that there is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline and we'll be sharing their information as well. We'll include the links for the Lifeline, Avril Foundation, and the original blog post in the show notes. So that's all in one place for you guys. So, now that you have survived, Renee, what are your your thoughts on it?
1: Well, I am sad to report, I am not a believer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they even admitted that it was false. I feel like it would have been more believable if it was during... Her marriage to um, Derek from Sum 41. Oh, yeah. Have,
1: like, some sort of, like, scorned lover. Because like, mm-hmm,
0: they started dating when she was, like, 17. And then they got married when she was, like, 19 or, like, 20. Yeah. Something like that. I can't remember specifically how old she was when they got married. And that he left because he knew the truth and that the real Avril was dead. And then you start to see that, like, weird transition where this new Avril went on to date, like, Brody Jenner and then Chad kroger from like nickelback but that was like weird transition of men in her life yeah on the flippity flop of that if i put all my exes in one room like that would be a pretty eclectic (laughs) room i i don't know
1: i would not want to go into that room no i would light that room on fire
0: actually that's sweet yeah plus it would fit the timeline better because let go and under my skin those two albums they have the same vibe but whenever the best damn thing came out in 2007 it gives a little bit more like a year gap between the release of the albums because for someone to die like within the three years from the let go to under my skin you're making the album and then putting it out you know what i mean right there was a three-year gap and she married derek and then they filed for divorce in 2009 And then the Goodbye Lullaby album came out in 2011. It's even more completely different from like those first albums. So like it would make more sense if she did die, if she killed herself, that it would be in between that third album and the Goodbye Lullaby album because Mm. it's a completely different vibe. If you're basing everything off of that and like what was going on in her life, that's where it would make sense. But it was all bullshit anyways. It would just be more believable if it was at that point in her life. People just got bored, started a theory, threw it out there, see if everyone would believe in it, and I mean, it kind of worked for a little bit, or everyone just wanted Avril dead. Who knows? (laughs) This theory popped up multiple times over the years, so I figured, why not just be ahead of the curve, bringing back the hashtag, not my Avril. This whole entire theory, it hasn't been the only rumor that's gone around saying that Avril was dead. In 2011, there was another hoax put out there that she died in a ski accident. At, uh, like, Sunny Bono. <laughs> mm-hmm. That she was at a ski resort and was going so fast that she slammed into a tree and died on impact. And the fake article sealed the deal with a general picture of someone being put into a helicopter. But that, too, was... Just another hoax article by Global Associated News that also reported other snowboarding accidents like Adam Sandler, Owen Wilson, Charlie Sheen. And this is going to sound kind of fucked up, but if Charlie Sheen is dying from something, it's not going to be a snowboarding accident. No. Because he got that tiger's blood. He's, <laughs> he's winning. He's winning. And that's where I leave you guys. It was all just a, a hoax. It was all just bullshit. I just came in here to... uh knock a conspiracy theory down shut that shit down welcome to the bullshit burrito (laughs) (laughs) it's a burrito full of shit and on that note make sure you fucking tune in tonight i guess yeah yeah it would be tonight we're recording ahead of time obviously we gotta edit and do shit get some burritos and um yeah fucking see you there 8 p.m 8 p.m eastern standard time ask us some shit talk to us it doesn't even have to be related to the podcast. It can be anything. And if you love us, write us some sweet ass reviews. You can do that on iTunes, Podchaser, Stitcher, other places. Other places. <laughs> you know, rate and review where you can because every bit helps. And we fucking love you, so you better fucking love us. <laughs> Don't forget, you can also
1: buy us a burrito at buy me a coffee slash creepy burrito. Donate to the podcast. Make us better.
0: Fuel your podcast. You can always send us an email at thecreepyburrito at gmail.com. Hit us up on the Facebook, Insta, Twitter at the Creepy Burrito until 8 p.m. tonight. <laughs> until 8 p.m. tonight. See or, you there. Or B-square come back get lost in that sauce with us
1: same creepy time i'm just trying to match you. Same, <laughs> same creepy channel on that note bye bye goodbye now i love you i love you so much it hurts
0: Did a collab with Mod Sun uh, called Flames. It just dropped on like January, an- January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <slerin' downloaded>
1: my stepdad, <laughs>